This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. John and I had a discussion last week, and we decided that he's going to send me a dollar every time you bring up Ice Pirates. <laughs> and that way, that way I can put Jake <laughs> through college. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of my favorites. Same here. That's why I embarrass myself in front of Ron Perlman. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get this one started. Hey, everybody. And welcome to that super fun top. Yeah. Easy for you to yeah. say. favorite radio program. Attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. A monkey's my fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host... Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to that Super Fan Talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and I have a feeling there's going to be some genitalia-related jokes on this episode. Joining me tonight in the historic Infinite Potato Studios, we have Rick. How are you, sir? Vulva. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we have Jen. How are you? Vajayjay. Hi. <laughs> and we also have John. How are you, sir? I don't understand. I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about the Bezos rocket. <laughs> uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Balls. Okay, I just none. thought no. we were starting in the gutter just to save no. time. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I do not have a ton of notes for this episode because I want this to just be kind of a, a conversation. Because actually, one of the main things we're going to talk about tonight is something that I'm not an expert on. I, I find it interesting, but I don't really know a lot of the details. But Well, a mommy and a daddy love each other but, very much. But I know that uh, Rick, Rick is the... Uh, Okay. Rick is the one that knows a lot about the space stuff, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on his uh, his uh, knowledge. But over the past couple of weeks, we've seen two billionaires go to space. Three, three, three? yeah. Well, Richard three. Branson and Jeff Bezos. Uh, from what I've seen, yeah. go ahead. Elon Musk. Oh, Musk hasn't done it. Yet. Yeah, he hasn't actually gone. Well, to space he, yet. but he's been talking about it for a lot longer than the other That's two. <laughs> But from what I saw, Jeff Bezos announced a month or so ago that he was going to take a ride into space, and then Branson was like, "Nope, I'm going to do it first. So well, they've both been working on it for a while. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, well. Okay. Do you want me to chime? Yeah. In you now, know or? the space. So I was wondering if you could tell me the difference between the two vehicles. And okay, go ahead. 
Okay, so Blue Origin, which is Bezos's penis shaped thing, um, spaceship is Qu- very question. Similar. Let me interrupt you right for a second. Does he not realize it's shaped like a penis? Did, did- oh, they know. Oh, they know. <laughs> they know. Uh, it, it's okay. I saw. I, I watched a video the other day. Uh, I, it, this may come as no shock to anyone, but I follow several space, uh, space based <laughs> YouTube channels. Uh, very, you know, people of various uh, levels of knowledge. Um, and yes, the Blue Origin. I've never liked the design. It's always looked like a goddamn dildo. And I've never understood what they were doing with it. Because while uh, SpaceX has been pioneering the, you know, launch, get to orbit, uh, booster stage returns to Earth to be reused, um, they were putting things in orbit. Okay, you, you have uh, the, the Falcon 9, which is an amazing rocket, and, uh, you know, and it launches the Dragon capsule, and they've been to, the, to the, the, uh, the ISS many times. They've now launched two crewed mich- missions. All right, and just really quickly, <laughs> to, we no longer say manned missions. We say crewed, C-R-E-W-E-D which sounds a lot like C-R-U-D-E, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> but because gender, you know, there, there are astronauts of all genders, uh, to say that it's a manned rocket is, is no longer apt. So we say crude mission. So when I say crude, I'm talking about with people on it, not crude as in what this show sometimes de- debauch- <laughs> debauches to when I'm talking. <laughs> so, so SpaceX really wrote the book on reusable rocketry. You know, when this, when the space shuttle was created back in the early seventies, late sixties, yes, check it out, folks. That's how long ago that was designed. They were talking about a reusable space plane. Uh, and a lot of the space shuttle was reusable, but a lot of it was also wasted. If you go back to Apollo and, and Gemini and, and, uh, um, or Gemini and, uh, and Mercury, all but just the part that holds the people ended up in the ocean or burning up in the atmosphere or crashing into the moon. Right. So millions and millions of dollars of equipment wasted. Uh, and so the, the idea of reusable rocketry has been around forever, uh, but it's been very un, unattainable. Then the space shuttle came about and the solid rocket boosters were for the most part reusable the orbiter itself, with the exception of a couple of them, <laughs> were reusable. Uh, but the main the main fuel tank burned up in, a, in the atmosphere, but it was just a giant thermos. So it really wasn't that big a deal. But there was still a, a sizable amount of money was wasted burning up in the atmosphere. Uh, so uh, you come along Elon Musk, who is a certified Bond villain and insane as f***. <laughs> um, Sorry, we just did a, we did, okay, you know, it's early in this show, but we just did another one. So I've been good for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) He and SpaceX have been working on creating a, a reliably reusable rocket booster. And if you watch the, the genesis of SpaceX, a lot of the initial Falcon 9 rockets blew up. Uh, There were some spectacular failures of landing. Um, but then they nailed it. And once they nailed it, they nailed it uh, reliably. And as of this recording, I 
I could be wrong. I don't I don't have the stats in front of me, but like the latest Falcon that launched that took I think it took cargo to the ISS. I could be wrong about this. But anyway, it was it was like the, the booster was on its ninth flight, which is unheard of in, in space exploration. Yeah. That is just an incredible savings. <clears throat> now, while all of this has been going on, Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos, who is the uh, the the giant dick ahead of in charge of Amazon, <laughs> um, has been testing this Blue Origin rocket, which looks like a cross between a dildo and a shampoo bottle, and it's it, you know it's been flying up to about you know ten twenty thousand feet and then coming back down again, and it's been yeah very nice woohoo you did it. Um, I had no idea what they were doing because they it was just so uninteresting compared to what SpaceX was doing. Uh, and then now we find out that the whole thing was Bezos wanting to open up space tourism. But not space tourism for you and me and, you know, average people, for people that can drop $28 million for an 11-minute excursion into into not even orbit, into a suborbital flight. Um, was it that much? I, thought, same, I thought I heard 250000 not yet. Oh, okay. Well, I still <laughs> no, everybody on that still more than I can everybody on that rocket spent twenty eight million. Oh, uh, well, except Bezos, of course, but uh, you know he spent more than that. But um, and at the same time, uh, Richard Branson of Virgin Galactic, he's been trying to launch a, a, a ship into low Earth orbit for years and he's been instead of using the standard vertical launch from a launch pad uh paradigm uh he's been doing a uh, having his his spaceship one taken up to uh you know as high as basically a, a 747 can go and then launching his suborbital craft from the bottom of this airplane and kicking in rockets and going up into into uh I don't know if it's if it was meant to be orbital or suborbital. I, I didn't, again, I didn't really pay that much attention to it because it was strictly tourism based. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, Jesus, three or four years ago, uh, Spaceship One failed, failed spectacularly. Nobody was killed, but it, it did not work. It didn't, and it did not work in a very big way. Um, and so, tail between his legs branson went back to to the drawing board and was working on it and uh bezos has been working on whatever he's been doing which you know in my opinion benefits nobody uh and musk has been going screw all y'all we're putting shit in orbit we're putting stuff on the on the uh on the on the space station we're trying to go to mars now granted anytime elon musk says we're going to mars in the next two years you know take it with a huge grain of salt yeah um but at least his his equipment works. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really dirty, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. He's, um, but at least the people that he's know, sending to space are astronauts. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, Elon Musk has put two uh, has sent two crewed missions to the ISS, whereas Blue Origin and uh, Virgin Galactic have not. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, as we're recording, Jeff Bezos launched Blue Origin up to 60 miles, which is the technically the edge of space. It's above the the um, Car- the Carmen, Carmen line, line. yeah. Uh, which is 
considered to be space. So his his rocket spent millions of dollars to go up for 11 minutes for a suborbital flight, and a bunch of rich people got to float around the cockpit and giggle at each other, and then it came back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Branson did the same thing. His spaceship one, I, I think it's spaceship, it may be spaceship two. I didn't I didn't pay that much attention to it. Again, it got suborbital. Uh, it worked. Nobody died. It came back. Yay. Now, the upshot of all of this is that, uh, you know, I, I was I was really on the bandwagon with everybody who was like, you know, F these billionaires. We've got people starving to death and they're up there measuring their penises in space. But that being said, which, yes, they, you know, they could. I, I would argue that Musk is the only one who is doing something to benefit people, to benefit average people, because he's creating a space industry. Bezos and and uh, and Branson are creating a space tourism industry. Yeah. And depending on your uh, your viewpoint on this, um, you know, Musk is cre- is creating reusable it, it, he's paving the way for exploiting low earth orbit okay you know he's put up hundreds of satellites to create uh you know uh, uh wi-fi across the planet to, place, to places where uh, uh or internet where where people can't high speed internet where people can't get it granted astro- astronomers are bitching because he just put like 200 satellites in orbit um <laughs> but that's a whole other discussion um what what Bezos and Branson are doing are pioneering the space tourism industry. And while, yes, it's easy to sit back and go, all right, you know, billionaires, millionaires doing things that average people can't while average people are, are you know, trying to pay their rent and stuff. Big deal. Um, but it was pointed out to me fairly recently that that's how the aviation industry started. And that's how cars started. Every major technological advancement was originally the plaything of the of the very rich. Yeah. And then as time went on and as these people pumped millions or billions of dollars into these industries to make it easier for themselves, it eventually became something that the average person could use, you know. If you go back to the 1940s or the 1950s, flying on an airplane was something only the rich could do, and it was a luxury thing. Now it's like getting on a goddamn bus, <laughs> <laughs> and about as much fun, you know. Un- again, unless you are, you know, can afford first class or whatever. Um, so while on the one hand it's easy to go, well, screw these guys, you know, I I'm having trouble figuring out when I'm gonna how I'm gonna make my next car payment, and they're pissing around in orbit, low earth orbit and space tourism. And then eventually the moon and Mars and stuff like that is kind of where we need to go. So while I, I don't particularly approve of the way that Bezos and, and Branson are going about it, cause they're not doing anything else. You know, Musk is evil as hell, but at least he's benefiting us <laughs> with what he's doing. Um, ultimately, I think that this will prove to be, what we need to open up space to everybody. Yeah, I've heard the I've heard the people uh the argument that they're spending money on this, they should be spending money on feeding the the hungry and giving mm-hmm. homeless people homes and things like that. But written I mean this is 
that's what rich people do. That's what they've been doing yeah. forever. And I'm, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but a lot of the people complaining voted for the guy that gave him the tax breaks that lets him do this kind of stuff. Yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and, and, and you won't, you won't be complaining too much if Trump is on the next uh, is on the next rocket. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but couldn't I was thinking about this the other day and I was reading some stuff. I follow Emily Calandrelli. Is that her name? She's the the space gal that's on. She's got a TikTok and she's on Twitter and stuff like that. She was talking about how this could ultimately at some point in the future revolutionize just regular air travel because you. Theoretically, you could use this technology to get from Los Angeles to New York in like 10 minutes. Yeah, well, they were saying that well, about the Concorde originally. When Remember the Concorde? Well, no. Well, okay, yeah. The, the, the Concorde never really lived up to its I know, its but that was also potential. started off like for the rich and everything else. But uh, Yeah. Werner Von Braun, who was, if, if you're not familiar with the, the early development of the space program, in the world, let alone the U.S. Uh, yeah. Werner Von Braun. We have things in Alabama was, named after him because he worked in Huntsville <laughs> for a long time. He, uh, uh, okay. Now, this is this is where politics get a little tricky. Um, because Von Braun was... A Nazi. He, he, he well, <laughs> he was and he wasn't. He worked for Hitler yeah. on the V2 program. But he wasn't a Nazi. He was just a, a rocket scientist who was a German who was trying to get rockets into space. And Hitler went, you're the pre, you know, you and your team are, are the, the, the primary uh, experts on this. We want you to build rockets that can bomb London. I, I, I'm not going to get into the, you know, I'm not going to get into the, 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 the morals of this, but you know, yes, Von Braun pioneered the, 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 the V2, which was, you know, was a terrible thing. But when the war ended, Von Braun and his people surrendered to the Allies mm -hmm. and then were brought over. And we would not have left this planet without them. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, now, it's I, I'm really oversimplifying things. There's some really great books out there y'all could read. One is Breaking the Chains of Gra Gravity by uh, uh, Amy Shira Title. Uh, I interviewed her a few years back. It's wonderful. It's, it gives a really wonderful... Uh, overview of the history leading up to the creation of NASA. And it really goes into some detail about um, Von Braun and his people and the U S and the, and the Soviets, because the Soviets were trying to get their hands on, on a lot of these German rocket science to, scientists too. Um, but as far back as like 1942, Von Braun was saying that, you know, you could get from any point on earth, to any other point on Earth in a, you know about an hour, ten minutes is is you know. Not I was really exaggerating. Yeah, I was just. Oh, you got to get on the rocket. You got to. But you know, you launch a rocket and it goes suborbital and it, it does a, a parabolic trajectory. It's a ballistic trajectory uh, that takes you up just past the you know past space. You got a you know a few minutes of weightlessness to enjoy, and then you come down and you're anywhere else on Earth. In a fraction of the time it takes to fly. Right. There. Um, but the thing they didn't have in 1942 or in 1979 or in 1985 was a reusable rocket to do it because to do that up until now would have been in, 
way too expensive. But now we've got technology where, you know, Elon Musk's, the, the Falcon 9 could do it. Uh, and that's what he's working on now with Starship. Now, the Starship has had some phenomenally, ex- you know, amazing explosions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've been watching them. Um, but with every failure, they learn more and more. And, you know, he's talking about sending that monster to the moon in the next two years, which I think is unbelievably optimistic. Um, but I think that a ship like the, like the Starship or like the Falcon 9, Falcon 9 is a little too small. But uh, they're working on the Falcon 9 Heavy, which is something that could get to the moon. Um, you know, something that big where you could put a large enough capsule to hold a reasonable number of people to make it cost effective. That is definitely doable now, more so than it's ever been in the history of spaceflight. I, I, I did not watch the uh, the Branson launch. I was at work when it happened, either. but I did watch the Bezos launch. And I, I mean, I tell you that. That rocket uh, landing by itself was very pretty. <laughs> but but yeah, but the capsule didn't come down with it. I didn't realize that the the crew capsule had to come down on a parachute. Yeah, well, it because from what I understand, the the rocket goes up so far, and then it kind of just pushes that capsule out, and the capsule goes up further, and then uh, and then yeah, it kind of hangs up there a little bit, and then when it comes down, it it comes down a so many miles away or whatever, but it's still, they, they said that the capsule landed within a thousand feet of where they thought it was. So that was, that's, that's pretty cool too, but yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, the funny thing is if you go back um, like maybe like 1985, Buzz Aldrin was talking about using uh, empty shuttle, fuel tanks you know the big the big orange tank that the shuttles used yeah to create orbiting hotels yeah um because the 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 thing about being in space is when you don't have a floor you can use a lot more available space because nobody needs to walk on it if you if you ever see any of the mock-ups of the shuttle like at the kennedy space center if if you ever go there and and see uh some of the uh the mock-ups of the uh, ISS modules. Mm-hmm. Um, there is stuff on all four walls. I mean, they're they're rectangular um, inside anyway, and all of the walls are utilized for equipment or storage or whatever because nobody has to. There's no floor. You don't need a floor. So he was saying you could take these these uh, spent uh, fuel uh, fuel tanks instead of dropping them and having them burn up in the atmosphere. You could just kind of make a ring of them and turn the insides into into luxury hotels. Yeah. So the idea of space tourism has been around for a very long time. Um, you know, I I used to be against the idea, uh, but it, do y'all remember the the magazine Omni? Yes. Do any of yes, y'all remember? Yes. It? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a, a it was a, a science magazine that was put out by Bob Guccione, the publisher of Penthouse. Um, who he was, you know, wanted to do something that wasn't a porn mag, basically. <laughs> uh, and so Omni Magazine ran, I don't, I don't remember, it was like from the, the, you know, late 80s till, you know, into the 2000s. Uh, and in one issue, Carl Sagan, who is, a you know, one of my heroes, 
published an article where he basically said NASA should be abolished. And of course, you know, I saw that headline. I was like, no, no way. Grr, arg. <laughs> um, but then I read the article and what he was basically saying was that the future of low earth orbit needs to be commercial. And that if we're going to get off this planet, it needs to be financially beneficial to corporations to do so. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the, I, I was like, you know what? I can't argue with this. So, and, and then I've later seen other, other experts who were saying that leave low earth orbit to private companies and let NASA and governments worry about exploring the outer solar system in deep space. And that makes total sense to me. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, happening. I agree. I think that's where we're going, especially since, I, I, going back to the Concord, I always thought that was kind of where they were going with it, is that eventually it would go suborbital, but they never got that far. They were just like, oh, we'll get you to from London to L.A. in, like, whatever time it took. I don't even remember. It was, it was about an hour. Uh, well, it was it was a couple hours. The, the problem with the Concorde, it was, it was just never as efficient as it mm, needed to true, be to do true. it. It was always too expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hence why only celebrities tended to use a darn thing. But mm -hmm. <laughs> but but there is there is a new supersonic passenger plane in the works. I forget who's who's working on it. Um, it might be Lockheed. I think it's Lockheed who's working on it. I I could be totally it wrong. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, there the, you know there are you know next generation engines that uh, can push a large enough plane supersonic without costing a fortune. Um, it's just, is, is the, is, you know, is the, is the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, will it sell? Will enough people be willing to buy a ticket for this thing that's going to cost, it's still going to cost more well, than Well, yeah, than it's going to depend flight. on the price and, and the availability yeah. of money around the world for people to spend. <laughs> yeah. But if you, but if you can get from New York to London in two hours instead of six and it's a reasonable price. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I cannot. I mean, I, I would probably think about it differently if I was a billionaire, but I cannot see spending $28 million to just go up and come right back down. For 11 minutes. I mean, yeah, God. it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, from the time that they took off until the time that they touched back down, it was, yeah, it was like 10, 11 minutes. They were only yeah. in uh, weightlessness for like two and a half minutes. Yeah, or something it was like, like nothing. Like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know you can get you can book a flight on the vomit comet and spend more time weightless on that thing for right. a hell of a lot less. Seriously, <laughs> you have to deal with all the the g forces to get you <laughs> get you yeah. up there. Uh, then uh, then the amount of time that you get to spend actually floating around, shoot, I'd be so sick. But a hell of a lot safer. Yeah. Right, and there's actually a place I know. There's a place here where I I live that you can actually feel like you're weightless, like they have all the fans and stuff. I'd rather just do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be frank. If I had $28 million to spare that I could spend without it being a problem, I probably would. You know, I one thing, living in Florida, especially growing up in South Florida, uh, and and Please do not take this in any way as an as a uh, 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 an endorsement of their lifestyle or an approval or anything like that. But what I have seen is that the very wealthy 
they think differently than we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally know, agree. Yeah. When you have when when twenty eight million doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you like get to real. the, if you're at, a, if you're at a at a point where you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to have the money for your car payment next month, you know that it's a, it's a whole other world world for you. You know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, okay. yeah. Ironically, I just watched Crazy Rich Asians again last night. So yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I worked on Palm Beach for a while. Uh, the Palm Beach, uh, and it's it, it, it it's it's they they live in a whole different universe. Than oh yeah, do. oh and, yeah. You know, I'm I'm I. Some of them were really nice, and some of them were absolute bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you, you just you would go like I I worked in I worked in a uh, uh, one of the condos on the beach on Palm Beach. Okay, this we're talking. You've heard everybody's heard of Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I grew up in West Palm Beach, which is on the mainland of Florida. Palm Beach, the island of Palm Beach, we all call it the island down there. Uh, you know, there's a couple of bridges over to it, and that's where all the rich people live. And um I I worked in a condo. There there was a, a little it was basically a convenience store in the lobby of this condo. Uh, and we sold t-shirts and sunscreen and gum and candy and stuff like that. But we also made food and, uh, the, you know, a lot of times we made food for quote unquote, the help. Um, but sometimes, you know, we, we would make stuff for the, for the residents as well. And, you know, I, I would make a, you know, a, a, a bagel, which, and, and, you know, <laughs> we would charge them for two slices of toast more than three loaves of bread and they didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you'd, you'd go up and you deliver to them and just these, these apartments, these are apartments, not even houses. These are apartments, condos look like something out of a museum. Yeah. And, and you would just, you would just stand there and, and you'd bring them their food and sometimes they'd tip you and sometimes they wouldn't usually, Forgive the 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 implied sexism here, but usually if it was the wife, you would get a tip. <laughs> if it was the husband, they'd be like, "Goodbye." <laughs> um, but you know, you'd walk into this place, and it would be immaculate, and it would be marble, and there'd be art everywhere. And you're just like, even if I could afford this, I wouldn't want to live like this. I'd be afraid to touch it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but it just, it really, it, it, it's, it's an entirely different world. And I'm, and, and again, I'm not defending them at all. You know, I, I'm all for the guillotine and eat the rich, but, um, it just, it, it kind of helps you to understand the perspective these people have when, when you get beyond a certain point of wealth, you're like, why not go to space? Yeah. You know, I, I grew up watching Star Trek. I've got four billion dollars i can afford 28 million without even thinking about it of course i'm gonna go you know it's it, it and, and, and and again please don't take this as an endorsement i think these people are insane but if it helps move the space program forward then let them burn their money because it's not like they're gonna get yeah my only thing is if you uh, after you've done that when you get back what now Bitch, I've been to space. You know? I'm sure they'll find something else to do. Right? Yeah. 
Now I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> they, that might be next. You never know. That's what Jim Cameron's been doing for yeah. He's trying to anyway. Yeah. No, he's been down there. He has. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, 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 was... he found that he helped find the Titanic. Well, that's <laughs> not really that far down, but okay. Oh yeah, it is. Well, oh, yeah, well he, he, he's been to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. He's, he's oh, he has. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They it went down there uh, years ago because I remember watching a documentary about that that. Uh, submarine that they use that the 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 glass oh, in really? the window oh, has to be gosh. like 12 inches thick or whatever mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah hmm. all right so we want to talk <laughs> a little bit about what we've been watching and what i watched today was masters of the universe revelation oh is that the new show yeah yeah it's uh kevin smith is kind of the showrunner for this this new iteration of he-man and it's kind of a sequel series to the old the old one mm-hmm. it was fantastic i loved all i'm not going to spoil it because it just came out and i know there's people listening that may not have been able to watch it yet but the animation is above par the the, the callbacks and the nostalgia it was i mean it was just all great the the way the first episode started off it was kind of Kind of like the old show, you know, it was, it was corny. There were some corny jokes. And and I was, when I, I first started watching, I was like, man, this is this is a little bit corny. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly, it got a lot more serious. <laughs> and ah. it was it's more adult-oriented because it's made for adults that used to watch He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but not graphic to the point that it, children can't watch it now you know it's just it's a little has a little more of a serious tone than Mm. the old one uh but i thought it i thought it was great you haven't you haven't watched any of it no i have not and i actually watched the original and then there was a 2001 in like the early 2000s it came out that yeah my my wife watched the whole i i watched the first episode Mm -hmm. um I know you weren't a He-Man fan. I know it. it I was not a He-Man yeah. fan, and uh, I watched the first episode, and I told my wife that she could go on and finish watching it without <laughs> me. I didn't dislike it. It just didn't. It just didn't do anything for I, me. It was, you know, it was fine. I didn't. Just not my. The thing. good thing is, it's only five episodes. At least this part. There's going to be another. There's going to be a, a part two that'll come out later. Uh, but it's five episodes. They're only 25 minute episodes. And uh, so it's not a huge time investment, but I thought like what I was telling Jen a second ago, the, uh, the first episode was good, but it was written in a way. And I, I know that Kevin Smith was doing this on purpose. He started that episode off corny. Uh, they were, yeah, they, there was there was some corny <laughs> jokes and stuff like that because that's the way the show was in the eighties. It had corny jokes, especially at the beginning and the end of the episodes. But it got a more of an adult tone very quickly after that. Oh yeah, and then all the episodes after that kind of stick to that. It's not. It's not the corniness at the beginning of that episode. I really feel was on purpose. Uh, but yeah, this this is a complete love letter to people that grew up watching He Man, and also like I, it, it's not really a spoiler. It's called Masters of the Universe. He Man's not the main character of this. This is about all of the characters. You know, they all have something to do, and you get to see 
all these characters that you uh, that you know from the old show, mm-hmm. they all come back in some way. There's, a, I mean, uh, um, like the only one that I don't remember seeing was Manny Faces, and I think he'll. Probably, oh yeah, I remember him. He'll uh, probably well, come up in the in part two or whatever. But they possibly. had. They had, I mean, Merman was there. Uh, uh, what was his name? Stinkor. Stinkor. Yeah. yeah. All, all of those. Well, I, I, I'll tell you this. Speaking as not a He-Man fan, okay, but I live with one. <laughs> I'm married to one. Yeah. Um, my wife is not one to binge shows. I am. When I, you know, when when I see a show, when I find a show that I really like, I'll watch the whole thing in you know a couple of days or a week or whatever. Uh, my wife is one who will watch a show here, a show there. It may take her months to finish a show. She tore through He-Man in two days. Oh, I watched it all this afternoon. Because, I mean, it, like I said, but, yeah. it's only two and a half hours long. I mean, it's, it's five yeah, it, episodes. It's, it's not a lot, but, yeah. but just for her to watch an entire series yeah. in less than you know a month says something. Uh, you know, the cast is amazing. You've got Mark Hamill as Skeletor. You've got Lena Headey as, as Evil Lynn. Mm-hmm. You've got Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. Um, uh, I forget who the others are. We looked. Oh, and of course, you know, uh, uh, Clancy Brown shows up because. Oh, OK. Everything. Well, OK. There you got me. Because I'm a huge Clancy Brown fan. OK, yeah, I'll, I'll and, watch uh, it now. What's the, what's, the, what's the guy that played Candyman? What's his name? I, I forget it. I don't know why I've got it. I can't remember. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, they current Tony Todd. Oh my yeah, Tony God. Todd. Tony Todd's in it? Yeah. Tony Todd's in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him, but well, he wasn't in the first um, episode. He's not until like episode four. I think. Well, no, I've, I've been in the room while she's been watching yeah. it. Um, so, you know, I've seen a little bit and, and it's definitely not for kids. Well, it's, yeah. that's what I was just saying. It's not, it's yeah, not bad. Cool. There's nothing it's in it. Kids. It's a little, it's more a seven. It's seven more violent than I, the original, but it's not, Gory. I guess if if, and it, if your kids are fine with a little bit of blood, yes. But I mean, it's not the eighties. Lots of sword swinging and bullet and energy blast, but nobody actually gets. It's hurt. more of there's, an adult some, tone, yeah. There's some dead things, yeah. It's not Rick and Morty. <laughs> but you know, and, and, and uh, okay, I, I'm. How can I say this without spoiling? Um, let's just say there's some impalements that happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but even the, even then, they're not. It's not gory. I mean, you don't. It doesn't have to be. Oh, kids. come on! They know what swords. <laughs> my <are> daughter. <laughs> You're supposed to stab daughter, things. Stick them with the pointy <laughs> end, you know. <laughs> However, that you know, all the all this being said, because you know, I am not a He-Man person. I'm not a He-Man fan, but I think this is a really well done series and a really well performed series. The animation is so incredibly Japanese that it might as well be in Japanese. Um, but that's not a that's not a negative. It's just like, you know, this is anime He-Man. And, and I think it's 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 really well done. I'm just it's just not my thing. Um, I actually saw somebody online say it's OK, but it didn't blow me away. And I was like, "Why? It, why is that the measuring stick now? Why does something have to blow you away for it to be good? I mean, it's just if it's if it doesn't blow you away, it's not good. Come on, this it was very entertaining. Uh, one thing that I did notice is that if Mark Hamill is in it, he's doing the Joker voice. That's it. 
Well, I think that's he's doing the only, his that's the only voice he can do. Now. I didn't. I didn't. Act, I mean, I, I knew that he was in it. I knew that it was him. I didn't hear. No, I didn't no, hear no. any Joker until. I, I didn't hear a lot of Joker. It, it took. It. Okay. I, I feel like it was. Uh, his Skeletor voice was different enough. Because uh, it really did, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's Alan Oppenheimer did Skeletor originally. Yeah. And, well, yeah, but no, 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 man, the I'm, only I'm, difference I'm between I'm the Skeletor and the Joker up. is that he didn't have a lot of. Joker has a lot of highs and lows. He goes high and then he goes low, like we in the same sentence. And Skeletor didn't do that as much, but still, I mean, I think that Mark Hamill's just done the Joker for so long that that's just what his voice sounds well, like. Well, actually, okay. Did uh, did you not know? That it was Clancy Brown doing Beast Man. No. Did I not know? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was him. Yeah. Hell, I didn't even okay. know he was. Was that different. any different than 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 Mark Hamill's Skeletor? Hmm. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I was just an observation. <laughs> Calm down. Oh my! <laughs> I, you know, I have heard Hamill. I have heard Hamill do the Joker, and I've heard Hamill do Skeletor, and I think they're different. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're as different as any one person well, could be. Okay. <laughs> they they sound different. Enough. <laughs> I enjoyed the show. Well, uh, yeah. As an aside, I, I just got to point out that there's. Have you guys ever heard of uh, bad lip reading on YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they did one where they did the Force Awakens, and and they actually had Mark Hamill on, and he was playing Han. <laughs> <laughs> And it, I mean, if you closed your eyes, you would think it was an old Han. I mean, he did such a great job. And that's Hamill does a great Harrison. Oh, yeah. He does an amazing Harrison (laughs) Ford. He's like, hey, did you saw a blouse, a killer blouse on sale? Let's go. I mean, that's, did you say ninjas? I mean, it was great. You have to watch it. Just The Force Awakens was. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it, it's not fair to expect Mark Hamill to not sound like Mark Hamill. I, mm, <laughs> Agreed. But, but he's been doing voice acting for so long now. Most kids uh, kids these days only know him as a voice actor, which is yeah. kind of sad to say that. But <laughs> I just, I, I've heard him in like half of the cartoons my, my daughter watches. I'm like, is that Hamill? Yeah, it's Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, he sh- him and Clancy Brown. Uh, when Clan- when I heard Beastman, when my wife, when he finally showed up, I said to her, "It was just a matter of time before Clancy Brown." Well, up. I mean, that's a lot of what he does now is voice acting uh, as well, and yeah, and I I've told I I love Clancy Brown. I think he's the greatest. But I mean, I've loved him ever since he was the Kurgan. I'm that old yeah. and that much of a nerd. So the I mean, and of course, I, it being a it being a Kevin Smith thing he had to throw jason muse in there jason muse is not an actor no. <laughs> stop putting jason muse in things well i think he was fine was in playing i didn't hear him he was stink stink or yeah. oh, okay. or oh really okay yeah so uh sean yes um did you were you familiar with all of the characters like did, did you now, know them? i mean i I knew them, but I some of them I couldn't remember their name. I mean, I watched He Man every day when I was a kid, right. but I probably haven't seen it in twenty five years or so. Right? I mean, I'm not not like there are intricate backstories or anything, but like you you you're like, oh, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. guy. Like there there wasn't anyone that was any any of the old characters that that you were unfamiliar with. No, there wasn't any that I didn't remember, but there, I mean, there were a couple that I was looking for that I didn't see, and I, I guess they'll be on uh, 
part two when it comes out yeah. later mm-hmm. on. Why? What? What, what we? I was just, just curious about? because I uh, I watched it every day too, but I never I didn't have a lot of the toys, um, and uh, so I, I, I'm trying to remember some of the characters that. I think I remember that guy, but I'm not sure if I remember that guy. It, a lot of them are like background, like just you would see them and they would like throw a punch or something. Um, yeah. And I had so many of the toys, but um, but like I said, a lot of them I just can't remember that. But the thing is, He Man, they didn't try to be very difficult with the names. I mean, no. most of the names of the characters were just something man, like Merman, yes. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, I feel like they did a really good job on this show um, kind of bridging the gap between um, a more a frankly better (laughs) a better written animated show and the like they didn't deny because that that was what I didn't want. I didn't want them to do you know uh, a gritty remake yeah, and they didn't. Well, no, this was it's a sequel. It's, it's this this happens after all of the events of the He Man show happened, and then this happens. Yeah, well, it was made by Mattel, after. and Mattel did not want them to reinvent He Man. They just wanted a new show, you know. Yeah, and so Kevin Smith was just he was just making a new chapter of the same story. He wasn't trying to make something new you know yeah. they've done that before that didn't work they did a he-man cartoon that took place in outer space and all that kind of stuff it didn't work <laughs> it didn't it wasn't good well, the, the, uh, the one from like i don't remember what it was like 10, no they did one ago. in the 90s they did one in the 90s that was like <laughs> he-man in what was it called it's something galaxy i don't remember but no, then they did the 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 other one you're talking about came out in like 2003. Yeah, that it was, was, I it like was that. good. Yeah, it was good. Let me see if I can look this up real quick. I can't remember the name of it. I just remember the animation was kind of weird. It, well, yeah, it was it was done by a different company than it wasn't filmation. The New Adventures <laughs> of He Man. That's what it was called. Oh, it was called okay. The New no, Adventures think, of He Man. I think I do remember. And that. it came out in 1990. Yeah, and it was it was. I mean, Mattel was wanting to put out a new toy line. Uh, so they made yeah. a new show, and it was, and Skeletor looked, no, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so now I get to try to avoid spoilers for the, until part two comes out. Mm. I did. I did. I have. I, yeah. I got no spoiler. I didn't get spoiled on anything for this one. Uh, because my wife made fun of me last night because I was watching it, and when uh, He Man did the whole Power of Grayskull thing, I said, "Oh, I just got goosebumps." <laughs> and she looked at me. She's like, "Really? Are you serious? You just got goosebumps." <laughs> one that one time I was watching, I was watching Goosebumps, and I was like, "Ooh, I just got He Man." <laughs> <laughs> it 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 really plays. I mean, it's it's fine. I I am not in any way saying this is a bad show. Um, but it's really kind of counting on you having that it, nostalgia, and since it I definitely it definitely it does. Um. I mean, I would, but you're you're not saying it was bad. It was, yeah. No, no, I, not I, at all. It was fine. It I just, think that's probably about it wasn't as good like as you're some, gonna get. Like it would, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Like yeah. If you knew nothing of He Man, would I recommend this show to you? Yeah. Probably not. 
if you have a vague yeah. recollection I of mean, Ruby, if, oh yeah, there's a new version. You should check it out. It's pretty good. If you know, if if like the 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 fantasy sort of over is your thing, and you know, it's it, it, it may be this would be fine, but it was really you know, it was like if you know when when uh, uh, you know Lower Decks or or you know any of the new Star Trek shows. You know, at the beginning, they were really leaning hard into the fan service nostalgia thing. And I was fine with it. But if you weren't a Star Trek fan, it would mean nothing to you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where this is. Right <laughs> you mean all of season one? <laughs> I said in the beginning, you mean all of season one? <laughs> well, that's the beginning. No, I, I, I kind of figured that you were going to come on and say you watched the first one and then uh, and then didn't watch the rest. And I, I figured he would come I mean, on and say it, it was in the room. He was on the room when his daughter was watching. Yeah, you were in the room while I was going. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, if you didn't watch it when you were a kid or or at all, you know, then it's it's not going to be the same mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as it was for me. You know, so. I'll tell you what, I had a lot more negative things to say about the original show than I do about this one. <laughs> okay. Sure, as you should. I do like that the the writing was the writing was really good and I do like that the the entire all of the five episodes were one story. It wasn't episodic like mm. the like old cartoons were back in okay. the day. This was all one thing. Oh so. man, I can't even imagine. It would be horrible. Because it, because why would you release it in parts if you're going to do that? Like yeah. that would be, you know, yeah. no, that would not. I'm not going to say that wouldn't work for any show, but that definitely would not work for this show the way they they were releasing it. Uh, okay, right. well, I'm sold. I'll watch it now. Thanks, guys. And, and I'll, I'll I'll give them credit. That's a hell of a hang of a cliffhanger to leave it on. And I'm yeah. not going to say anything else about it, but yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah. So there's also they 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 also have the if after you watch the last episode available. It'll it'll like auto start the little you know behind the scenes where Kevin Smith talks about the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's okay. like, "Yeah, we did it." <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's his that's his thing. He he has to he has to have a show where he can just talk about the thing that he just made. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin that's Smith true. is a talker. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I got to give Smith credit for one thing. I've always thought that you know he chose his particular fashion sense to hide being fat. But yeah. dude's not fat anymore, and he's still wearing the huge jerseys and cargo shorts. Well, it's kind of his oh, brand yeah. at this it's, point. It's his look now, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just so weird seeing a skinny Kevin Smith. I know. <laughs> well, it's better I, than a dead Kevin Smith. Right. True. More True. props to him because, I mean, he did it the, the normal way. He just died in exercise. I mean, he didn't yeah. do lipo or well, anything. Almost dying kind of has that effect on people. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I watched was uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. I knew you would. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was looking forward to it, and it was. It was good. If you like, if you like movies, you'll like this movie because <laughs> there's so. Uh, that's there, a broad claim. There's so many. If you like air, you'll like this. One. No, I mean because it's the it's the entire catalog of Warner Brothers. They they they, they have so many Easter eggs and so many uh, things uh, jokes that they that they do. They go to so many. They go inside different movies and stuff like that. And it's it was it was just a fun movie to watch. And uh, 
And I I watched it by myself and I laughed out loud several times. You know, so was, um, well, good for you. Yay. I, I, Sharon yeah. watched the or started to watch the first one a few days ago. I honestly don't know if she finished it. I think Sharon would probably like this one. She uh, Well, that's why, you know, Happy Meals are all about this one. So she wanted to watch the first one so she could watch the Well, one. you don't, don't have don't to. Know. I mean, you don't have it's, to. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt it if you. You know, there's like maybe one or two jokes that you will get. Yeah, there's a couple of jokes, but that's it. But you don't even really need it because they basically explain the joke when they make it. Um, If you enjoyed, if well, I would say if you enjoyed the first one, you'll probably enjoy the second one. Although I've heard other people say, no, they didn't. I like the first one, but I don't like. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know (laughs) this. Like empirically, this movie is is better, and every way than the first one. (laughs) And I'm not, I recognize the bar that I'm setting this at, but, uh, you know, is this basketball player a better actor than that basketball player? Yeah. Is the script Mm -hmm. better? Yeah. Animation's better. Yeah. It's got some equal Martin green in it. it. So there's that. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's got more Warner brothers properties in it. Uh, So, and this is not a spoiler because I assume people have seen the commercial. The The plot is better. Um, I don't aside from Michael Jordan gets kidnapped into Toon world and has to play a basketball game. I don't even remember what the plot of the original show was. That was, that was the plot. As far <laughs> as I remember, he's got to, he's got to beat the monsters, but I don't remember why he's playing aside from, I guess to get home. I don't remember. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I may have the same critique of this movie <laughs> 30 years from now, but uh, there's a, there's a plot and then there's acting. Uh, <laughs> the special effects. It was directed. There's sound. There's credits. Yay. There's good to know. It's, it's a movie. Good it is. Know. I mean, it's, it really, it, it was, it is a Looney Tunes film. So I like, I'm not sure where you're where where you're setting your expectations, but it meets the expectations of a Looney Tunes film. The thing that I was kind of hoping that they would do based on the commercial that they didn't really do. Yes, you see he he flies through all these different Warner Brothers worlds and you see all these different characters from all these different Warner Brothers properties in the stands and like the, you know, they show you the scenes with all of the stuff. But Spoiler, they don't really participate. They just kind of sit in the stands and they watch the game. I'm like, well, I mean. I was, yeah, I was talking more about the uh, going into the, because the the thing is that the, uh, the, the computer is taken over and it's the, it's the Warner Brothers server. So all of the Warner Brothers movies live in this server. And before they start the basketball game, they go to a bunch of them, you know, so there's, you get to see them go into some of these movies and you get to see some of these characters and they interact with a couple of them and stuff like you get to see some, some of the, like they go to the DC world, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I was more talking about that stuff. Now the stuff at the game where you've just got all these characters in the, in the stands, I like pointing them out and seeing them, but they were more like people cosplaying as these characters. And a lot of them didn't really look like the character that much. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, 
Yeah. I did I did find it funny that there's a lot of because it's Warner Brothers, there's a lot of DC stuff, especially in those stand scenes. And I like that you can see Batman characters, but you see the penguin in the background, and it's like the penguin from '66 Batman. But you also see the Danny DeVito version of the penguin in the stand. Yeah, <laughs> that various so. Mister Freezes, that yeah. various Batman. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much any <laughs> as many as they could think of. There, and I like that they had the villains on one side and the heroes on the other side. That was nice. But yeah, it was it was all largely <laughs> irrelevant to what was actually happening in the actual movie. But I, I I liked it. I thought it was it was it's good. It's fun. I may watch it again someday. If you if if you don't like it, then you just don't like movies. That's all there is to it. It's... The thoughts and opinions of Sean Ray do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the <laughs> Jim, what have you been watching? Uh, well, besides, again, I'm still rewatching old stuff. The only new thing I've watched, and I know Rick has seen it now, uh, is a movie that I've talked about. Well, uh, okay, I talked about, but unfortunately, that instance that we talked about it is no longer around. Uh, a film that just came out on Netflix called Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh. I love it. It's so great. Okay. I, oh my I god! I've not seen it yet. <laughs> I'm going to see it. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not okay. going to spoil. But uh, all I can say is think about just about every badass woman, actress. Well, okay, not every because it doesn't have like. Okay, but it has it has um, Lena Headey, Karen Gillan, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, and Gina Carano. In it, and they're all basically playing these badass chicks, and it's just a ton of crazy ass violent fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the trailer. I haven't watched it yet. I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow. It's it's oh my. Well, go in with I won't say low expectations, but go in basically. It's a violent movie where a lot of stuff happens. It's very. 80s neon this looking. Um, some of the dialogue is kind of corny, but I loved every damn minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, go ahead. Now I was just—I started watching um, Evil the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had—I didn't watch it when it first started i didn't even realize it was already in a season two paramount plus Uh, it's well season you can watch season one on netflix you can watch season one and two on paramount plus but the paramount plus that i have has commercials so i've been watching season one on netflix but uh but it's good i mean it's just like i mean if you kind of imagine the x-files but if Mulder and scully worked for the catholic church instead of the fbi Ah, (laughs) you know so uh it's it's uh what's the guy from uh uh, Luke Cage that's in it. John, what's his name? Mike Coulter. Yeah, yeah. So he plays a guy that works for the Catholic Church and he, it's his job to go around and kind of verify uh, possession uh, reports and uh, miracle reports and things like that. And he gets what? this... Uh, Wasn't that one of the Exorcist movies? <laughs> well, he's not, a, he's not a priest. 
he's just he's a guy that works for the church and this is what he does. He goes around and kind of verifies this stuff. And he's got a no, I'm just saying that that sounds really familiar, but I haven't seen the, the, the show. I'm hmm. just wondering if it's there's a clinical psychologist that uh, was in the first episode. She's working for the D.A. and she ends up getting fired. And so he approaches her and says, you, you know, come work with me on some of this stuff. So they're going every episode. They're going and they're investigating these cases, you know, so. Uh, and she's he, you know, he's a church. He's a church person, and he's a believer. She doesn't believe in this stuff, so that's why I said it's like the X Files, you know. So, um, but it, and not aliens. It's like demons and stuff instead. So it's pretty good. Hmm. But Rick, what about you? What, what have you been watching? Not much. Uh, I mean, nothing that I haven't already been talking about. We just finished Harley Quinn season one, and still loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was watching a show, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. It's a, 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 all these people on an airplane, and it disappeared. Manifest, yeah. Manifest, yeah. Um, if it was like one season or a movie, I'd be a lot more into it. But there's like five seasons of it, and I just can't imagine how they're going to stretch it out. To, to four we more were seasons. on a show like the, like the last episode or so that you and I recorded that we were talking about. You you were into it you're like hey i started this new show and it looks i'm enjoying it you're no longer enjoying it yeah and then it's only three seasons well it, it's only three seasons it, oh is it, th- it, yeah. it just it just was like it feels like five <laughs> it just goes on for but it's a network show so it's probably 20 episodes a season something like mm. that i actually know well, the first first season is like 16 episodes so i guess not <laughs> yeah it, it just it just is taking way too long to get where it's going <laughs> But I, I I really recommend Harley Quinn because you know especially if you're like me if you're not into comics, uh, and so you know you don't have a I I know Harley wasn't a comic you know she was created for the 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 Batman anima- animated series, um, and you know now there's comics about her but she's not like an old an old character. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this show because you know she's voiced by kaylee cuoco which that alone just blows me away because i i I, you know i know it's easy to i i keep conflating kaylee cuoco with penny (sighs) and i'm just like wow kaylee really gets this character how the hell would penny get that i I know that it's completely different uh um but the voice acting in this show is incredible um it's very very not for kids uh, and as the show goes on, as it gets more comfortable with what it's doing, it's relying less and less on just being, you know, gross out. And we're saying <laughs> every other word. Um, but every now and then it still was like, damn, I, I didn't expect them to blow grandma away. <laughs> uh, you know, so, um, you know, we haven't started season two yet, but, uh, uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's hilarious, and just really very very. It, it's a fun show, um, and that you know, it, it, I I've been wanting to watch the Tomorrow War, but I keep hesitating on pulling the trigger because. on it because. Say what? Because. Because, it, it's like people that I, that I, whose opinions I trust are almost totally divided between 
this is a great movie and this is the worst movie ever. Mm. <laughs> what are, what are the, the worst movie ever people complaints about it? Um, just that it's like uh, nothing specific, but just like, wow, I just wasted two hours of my life on this stupid movie. Um, well, it wouldn't be the first time we've wasted two hours of our lives on the movies. <laughs> Sean, you are terrible at, at selling movies. <laughs> we want it worse. No, that's not how you. No, it was. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, mean, I haven't watched it yet either, and uh, and uh, I, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I've done the same thing where I say, well, I don't know if I want to w- watch this, but then I think about it, I'm like. I mean, two hours from now, it'll, the movie will be over. <laughs> it was. It's not a bad movie. It's I. Uh, you know, Sean will definitely enjoy it, and Rick and Rick, I think you'll enjoy it too. Like I'm not. Like, again, you know, I'm not. Okay. I'm. I'm not going to tell you to watch a movie just because I like a movie. I like. I, I generally try to mm, yeah. think of whether or not you enjoy it. You 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 really have a good barometer on on yeah, you do, whether I like something. Yeah, or not. I think I think you are. It's, it is not like <laughs> I guess if I'm going to give you any warning, not like Sean. I'm gonna if I'm gonna, if I'm going <laughs> to give you any warning, uh, you know, expect the science not to be the best science. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But no, I mean it, it's it's it is a good visually engaging. Uh, sci-fi action flick with a little bit of heart. Well, a fair amount of heart, actually. It's it's, it's yeah, it's good. I think you'll like it. That's cool. That that's that's really all I need. You know, if I, I you know I I have realized over the years, especially since I've started podcasting, is that I'm 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 not an easy audience. <laughs> <laughs> when you know when it comes to movies, I I am not one who will just go. Yeah, that sucked, but there were some good performances, you know. I, I and I know that. Um, if something entertains me, then I'm then I'm fine. But like, for example, uh, I hated every frame of The Godfather, and I know it's a good movie. I will not ever say it's a bad movie, but it was a very bad movie for me. And so, uh, and it wasn't like I could just go. Oh well, I didn't enjoy that. What's next? I was n- mad. You break my heart every time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like yeah. that movie. I, no, I totally understand. I mean, I'm the same way. There are movies that I adore that everyone else hates, uh, and then there are movies that people are like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever!" I'm like, "It sucked." Like, uh, yeah, I, 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 I come probably... out here sometimes, and, I, and I'm like, "I can't wait to talk about this movie. This movie was great." And, and then Rick's like, "I'd rather have somebody shit in my eyeballs than watch this movie." <laughs> That's a pretty good Rick there, Sean. How long how long you been how long you been working on that Rick impression? Nailed it. <laughs> All right. That statement right there from Sean just made my entire <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> well, like I, I'm probably the like the me. only right. I'm the only probably the only female in the goddamn world that hates Moulin Rouge. I Cannot stand I've that never, movie. I've never seen it. Yet. My wife doesn't like it. It's, it's, I hate that it's movie too so much. Frenetic. Like she like it. It's, it makes her. It's it literally makes her sick. To watch. <laughs> wow, I'm not that bad, but I I think the plot is awful. I don't believe the love story. I I 
don't like Nicole Kidman's acting um, at all. Ever, or this, okay, well, there you go. at all. I mean, just pretty much. I I don't like her as a, as an actress. I, it's it's a case of I see her on screen and I just want I want to gouge my eyes out. Um, sorry, Nicole Kidman fans, you can write too. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just I despise and I like other Blas Lerman stuff. I love Romeo Juliet, the one that he did for that. I I love it. I I adore that film. I don't like Moulin Rouge whatsoever. I think it's stupid. It's and it's over glamorized, and I just. <clears throat> but I, again, there are movies that I love that everyone else hates. So it's all about taste, I guess is the best way to put it. And Rick has particular particular tastes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the the, if I may, it's more. <laughs> it's more a matter of of prepping, Rick. For what he's about to see, because mm, because true, if, true, because true. If he okay. thinks he's going in, you know, to watch, I don't know, Gravity, and he ends up watching you know, Transformers, he's going to be five <laughs> times madder than if he knew he was watching Transformers. <laughs> he's still going to enjoy that's it. Why Independence Day is is right up there with my my all time one of my all time most hated movies because I bought the hype. And I thought I was going to watch a good science fiction film, and I got fed that piece of shit. <laughs> no, that yeah, that was that was just a popcorn jumper. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something that I would say tomorrow. You know what? Um, I would say Tomorrow War is about the level of Live Die Repeat. I don't know. Did, okay. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen. And that I one. love that movie. Yeah, oh. it's a good movie. Would, but you know what? You know what movie I liked that surprised me was Battle Los Angeles. Really? Okay. Didn't see it. I think, or, or rather, I saw. I've seen I saw it, but I can't it, remember so. much about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember much about it either. <laughs> it was not a good film, but it was fun. It was, it, you know, I, if if I'm entertained, I'm fine. How how do you feel about um, you know, I, Pacific Rim? I loved it. See, okay. loved right. Pacific Rim. Giant robots fighting giant monsters. Yeah, yeah, but you're also a Godzilla really? fan. I mean, I, well, yeah, but you know, the the uh, uh, the, the the Independence Day guys messed up Godzilla. <laughs> well, that's well, that's sure. something that's else. Thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I you know I uh, uh, Pacific Rim was a lot of fun. The only uh, you know, quant. The you know, only criticism I have is they, they spend a little too much time on the people, and that was my same problem. Oh. A lot of the wow, we don't need that many people. Mm. Just let yeah. the monsters fight. Let them there, fight. there are <laughs> like, I will tell you, there is not any. For the first three fourths of this film, there is nothing unpredictable happening. Mm. Um, That's fine. There are a couple of like. They kind of start you in the middle of things, and then they do. They go back, and you kind of see how you got to that point. Um, so there's there there are some interesting takes on things that you've seen before, but nothing that's really like new and innovative. Like it's kind of an interesting explanation for how they do their time travel. I haven't really seen that before, but it's not that relevant to the plot. Uh, but but the well, performances like, the performances are you know, decent. One, the, the the writing is clever. The the you know the people are charming and endearing. The action is actiony. 
the you know the aliens mm-hmm. are genuinely frightening. <laughs> like like it's <laughs> the, uh, there is one major plot hole that they never really explain. Uh, and I can tell you what it is now, or you can discover it for yourself. But if you, yeah, I'll, I'll if you, yeah, wait, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you prepare yourself to swallow it, then you're going to be fine. <laughs> well, it's like um, Stargate, the mm. movie Stargate. You know, I obviously I love the show Stargate. I'm I'm doing podcast about it, um, but I'm. I, Emmerich, that's the guy. Emmerich and uh, mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich and mm, I used to know it. I, 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 anyway, um, a lot of people don't like Stargate. I think Stargate is great. It's there is not an unpredictable unpredictable moment in the movie, but it's so well done that I really enjoyed it. It's the only Roland Emmerich movie I ever. <laughs> Actually, the unpredictable thing about it is that uh, James Spader is playing a nice guy. <laughs> well, at, at the time, I, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so if a movie has a good time and entertains me, I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, it's just when it when they, when movies pretend to be something they're not, or they're internally inconsistent, that pisses me off more than anything. You know, if you establish like the fifth uh, the fifth element. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, hate so much. I was waiting for you to get to this. Okay. You know, I should have, I should have altered my uh, my thing with Sean. Anytime you mention Ice Pirates or the Fifth Element. <laughs> right. All right. I'm, 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 I won't go any further. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was editing last week's episode today, and both of them came up. Oh. <laughs> That's two dollars. Two dollars. Have you seen uh, Colossal? Oh, that was good. I. Uh, it's on. Hulu. Well, hang on. What's and is is that a mm, because you saw it and didn't like it, or you didn't see it? No, that's a that's a, I can't decide if I want to or not. Uh, I can't you, decide if it looks I like it's. I think really you'll love it. I think you will. I think you will genuinely because that movie is surprising. Hmm. Yeah, is it? it okay. It, oh, is that the one with? The, I I think I know which one. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen yeah. it. I actually was surprised. See, I, I was surprised. <laughs> see, I, I like it, Rick. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that that was one. I I couldn't tell if it was one that was. Uh, it did not. It's, do, it's on Hulu. It, so. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Actually, it didn't go where I thought it was okay, going to go. Okay, mm-hmm. Sean. Right, right, right. Just because it's available and easy to watch doesn't mean I want to watch it. <laughs> I know you have you, you sometimes have an aversion of uh, of uh, pulling the trigger if you have to pay for it. So. <laughs> no, I okay, all right. No, no, no. I just, I just, I, I don't mind paying for movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't want to pay oh, stupid amounts. Wow. No, I know, okay. no, I know you don't mind paying for movies. I just know that sometimes you won't pull the trigger on a movie that you're unsure about if you have to mm-hmm. oh, yeah. shell out some money. Yeah, if, if if it's if yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty, I think that'll. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're well. We haven't heard Tune with, in next week. No, no, no. We haven't heard get more with John scene. So, uh, what was it? Oh. You know, I gotta look up the name of the show. It's a show on Netflix. Also takes place on a plane, but it's not um, manifest. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> God, no. Sure. 
I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on Monday, this Monday Friday plane. It's um, yeah, I gotta look it up. But basically, the plot is um, this. It's it's a uh, I think it's a German show, maybe, but it's it's, it's internet. It's this international show, but um, Netflix original, quote unquote, and uh, they. The passengers on this plane, it starts off this guy, you know, people are about to get on this plane, and this guy gets, has a, uh, has an AK, he forces the plane to take off, like, right now. And it's kind of like Lost in that the people on this plane now have their individual stories. You kind of see a, a, a little bit of a flashback in each of, in each episode. But the premise is the reason that he forces the, to, to, and it's a minor spoiler, but it's, you know, he basically says in the, like, the first 10 minutes. Um, he forces the plane to take off because anywhere people are when sunrise comes, those people die. So he's like, we got to get on the plane. Uh, we've got to fly west now. Where are we going? I don't care. <laughs> we got to go west. We gotta stay in the dark. Stay yeah. in, oh, in the dark might actually be the name of the film. I, I gotta. You know. It's mm-hmm. and so these people are. It's an international airport, so some of these people don't speak the same language. But this person speaks both of those languages. They all like they're you know there's all different kinds of people, and there's a, there's only maybe ten, twelve, if that, different like uh, people on the plane. Um, but they have to figure out what's going on. And at first, of course, they don't believe him initially. Uh, spoiler again, they should believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be impolitic to point out that an airplane cannot travel fast enough to stay ahead of dawn? No, of course. Like, no, it's, it's not. It's not outrunning the sun. They're like, they're like, okay, we got X amount of time before daylight. If we're in this city, here you go. It's called Into the Night. Into the Night. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I I, I recommend it. It's only Uh, six, eight episodes, I think. Part one uh, and part two is coming. Haiku reviews. Hmm. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Remember Space Jam? Add old school NBA Jam, LeBron, and CG. 3.5 stars. Black Widow. Black Widow. Like that FX show, the MCU Americans, but more <laughs> but more brainwashing. <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelations, part one. No spoilers, but it's a sequel, not a reboot. K. Smith delivers. <laughs> Four four point five stars. <laughs> uh, Black Widow got four stars. I actually wrote like more reviewy reviews, but no one cares. No one cares if I ain't got a gimmick. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's got a gimmick. Everybody's got a gimmick these days. All right. Is that stuff coming uh, out of you? Sorry. That was um, uh, Captain America Civil War when they're fighting at the airport and the Winter Soldier and Falcon are fighting Spider-Man. And they're like, what is up with the, what is that guy? He's, and they see Spider-Man's like, everybody's got a gimmick. 
And as they are fighting, oh, yeah. Falcon is like, he's shooting webs. Like, is that stuff coming out of you? <laughs> uh, you know, it's actually funny. It's kind of related. I saw a thing the other day. It was like celebrity insults. And it, one of them was, it was, they were, I believe they were doing a promo for like one of the Infinity War, Elders Infinity War or whatever. And Tom Holland was sitting next to, uh, uh, shoot, the guy who plays Falcon. Nothing, <laughs> so bad. Uh, it, yeah, thank you. And uh, they were, it's Mackie said something to the point he had not seen the newest Spider Man film. And Tom Holland comes right back with, Oh, wait, so wait, I haven't seen the, the new Falcon. Fa- oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as uh, Gwyneth, Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow was on, uh, so um. The guy, what's the guy's name that directed Iron Man? You know, John Favreau. Yeah, John, John Favreau. John Favreau has a show on Netflix that's about cooking. And stuff. Oh yeah, I know what you're going with this. And uh, Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow was on, and they were cooking and doing small talk and stuff like that. She didn't even know that she was in Spider Man. That's how big of a MCU fan she is. Well, <laughs> she, but she probably filmed it for an Iron Man, like. That's that's how I'm explaining that away. Like, yeah, she probably filmed it at the same time that she was there for something else. But uh, he was describing. She's also batshit crazy. Yeah, he he was describing a scene to her. He was describing the scene at the end of the first Spider-Man movie, and uh, and she said, "Oh yeah, I remember that was Spider-Man. Yeah, you were in Spider-Man. You don't even know it. Just cash the check." (laughs) Oh gosh, she she's another actress. I can't stand to watch her on screen. It's like just. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I love her work, but everything she does off screen is so dangerous. Well, that too, but I mean, actual her actual acting, I don't think it's great as people think it is. I, I, I fell in love with her in Shakespeare in Love. Uh, oh God, I hate that movie. So much. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I love that movie a lot. Oh, okay, um, all right, folks. As soon as this podcast is over, I want you to head over to Patreon.com/slash Infinite Potato because. That's where the party continues. Our patrons get some great perks like early access to episodes, special movie reviews every month, and uh, hopefully a hangout uh, very soon. You can join for just $3 a month. If you donate $5 or $10 a month, you'll be thanked on the podcast as a producer, like our producers, Bullet Bingal, Jeff Hughes, Tom Corcoran, Dale Goodall, and Brandon Ushio. And uh, your donation... Who are a superior human being. <laughs> your donation goes towards helping us pay for things like StreamYard, where uh, where we record and where we stream and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, go check that out at patreon.com slash infinite potato. And I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Uh, Rick, thank you for joining us. I hate movies. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your superior space knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Sorry if I uh, if I no no bit. that's I, what I wanted. I honestly wasn't. I was worried tonight because I hadn't been watching much, so I was really glad you asked me that. And I I hope I didn't. <laughs> no, that's exactly much. what I was wanting because I I, I wanted to hear the uh, differences between that and uh, some of the articles that I tried to read kind of put me to sleep. <laughs> so I'd rather just have somebody <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> All right, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. 
oh, I'm all over this network. Just go to Starbase 66 or open the Iris or that Star Trek podcast or the Superfan Talk podcast, which you're listening to right now. And podcast is a difficult word to say when it's almost 1130. It's after 1130 at night. Uh, and uh, 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 the Prime Direction. Yes. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on all of those. Sometimes. Can't right. show. <laughs> Jen, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me as always. And I'm also kind of all over the place uh, as far as the network. Uh, I'll just kind of pop up occasionally and, and and put in my input. And apparently I don't like movies either. Well, okay, I don't like some movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm around. And, John, thank you as well. You're welcome. Where can we find you? You can find me. <laughs> You can find me on Captain Game Show. <laughs> you can find me on Captain Game Show. Oh man, what was the new? What was the tagline? What was the new tagline um, on the on the infinitely trivial podcast network? <laughs> uh, it is the trivia wordplay uh, podcast on the network, um, often populated by uh, contributors to the other show, like Sean, Jen, and Rick here. Uh, used to come out once a week. Those days are probably done, but I'll try to get at least two out every uh, every month or so. The games are different on every episode. The contestants are different on ep- every episode. And so far, COVID free. <laughs> so far, as far as we know, actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, really. Sean's had, show has been vaccinated. Yeah, I've had COVID. John's had COVID. Choice. <laughs> oh, <had> right. COVID. <laughs> oh, that's true. COVID. That's Choice true. Had COVID. That's right. <laughs> Not about half. <laughs> Choice had COVID. Chris has had COVID. Oh, that I know of. Uh, but sure. All right, I'm 100 percent COVID free. <laughs> and now with two scoops uh, okay. of COVID. <laughs> this took a weird turn. I was. I was just. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> you should listen to every episode. You should try different episodes. Like, so here's the thing. Like, I I do straight up go back and listen to old episodes of the show because uh, you know it sparks ideas for games, and and it is legitimately funny. If you have not, if you do not stay and listen after the actual game for the post credit scenes, you are missing out on probably. I want to say that's twenty percent of why I listen to the show. <laughs> the the, the after credit stuff is 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 the uh, is the frosting on on top of my. It's the chef yes. kiss of the episode. It is, it is the it is the French guess. kiss, the chef's kiss. It is the French <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> Let me back up what John just said because when you know I I, I was on the show a lot. I I don't know if I'm still the most frequent guest, probably not anymore. I think Allie's beat me by a long shot. Um, but at the beginning I was on a lot and I, I generally don't listen to shows that I'm on. And John was like, you really should. <laughs> and he's right. Because what you hear on the main show is not always the best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> well, no, no, it, it's, it's, it's still fun, but it's no, no, like, I, I, I heard you saying, no, 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 you're, you're yes. It, it is. 
John yeah. does some cool shit after the credits roll. All right, I'll put it that way. <laughs> mm. yeah. All right. And if if you are so inclined, go to Apple Podcasts or whatever service that you uh, listen to the show through. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five star rating and a review. Help more people find the show. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to our website at infinitepotato.com and click on the links and they'll take you to all those places. So uh, be sure to join us next time on that super fan talk podcast when you might hear John say. I know it's been a while since WandaVision ended. So I've you know probably missed the meme boat on this. But if I may, what is a personal flotation device? if not life-preserving. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Brought to you by infinitepotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.